I'm going to speak with Jonathan Kahn about his brand new book, Harbinger 2. It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. When The Harbinger was published and released and instantly became a New York Times bestseller and stayed that way for a year, I knew that something miraculous and unusual was happening. I knew that my friend Jonathan Kahn, Messianic Jewish leader, was known in our movement and had been on Sid Roth's TV show. But I also knew there was no logical explanation for the book skyrocketing and staying where it did unless... God was seeking to bring a wake-up call to America, a word of warning. And that's what The Harbinger was all about. Now, Jonathan has a brand-new book coming out September 1st. I've got my advanced reader copy right here, The Harbinger 2, The Return. There's also going to be a major repentance event a little later in September called The Return. And as one of Jonathan's books is about to come out, he gets in massive demand for interviews, but here is people will contact me first and say, hey, would you like a whole hour? And we'll do one of the first interviews. So you're going to hear it first right here today on The Line of Fire with my guest, Jonathan Kahn. Jonathan, welcome back to The Line of Fire. Michael, always a blessing and honor to be with you. Always. So before we get to The Harbinger 2, how astounded were you with what happened with The Harbinger when it first came out? Well, it, it, in one sense, it blew me away, and it—I mean—it changed everything, and, and and all that. I'm still like, whoa, Lord, what you know? Where am I in this? Uh, at the same time, I did believe—I mean, the way it came to me, I did believe. I had no doubt that it was the Lord, and and that it came to me, and I no doubt that the message was the Lord, and and even the way the message became a book, won't go into it, but it was a totally supernatural encounter in an airport that yep. caused the harbinger to become a book. While well, just after I was praying, Lord, you do it. So I knew the Lord was going to do it. I knew that he was going to get the word out. I didn't have any doubt about that. Um, but, you know, the, what happened and all the things around it, just like you, you know, saying like, Lord, wow. You know, so, so, I, uh, so it's, it's a mix. On one hand, I knew it was the Lord, but I didn't know how he was going to do it. But what, the, when the, then what happened has, blew me away and has not stopped blowing me away to this yeah. day. And, and each book you've published since then has become an international bestseller. Then God's opened these outrageous doors from yeah. speaking to the United Nations, to Congress, etc. So it's, it's amazing. And again, when people would ask me, well, Dr. Brown, what do you think about the contents of the Harvard? Do you agree with everything? I'd say, God's trying to get our attention. God's trying to get our attention. And, and you've been riding that wave. And as you stay in the Word, you continue to pray. You continue yeah. to shake yeah. with holy fear for America. Yeah. What does the Harbinger 2 reveal? Yeah, well, the the Harbinger Two is we're we're at a very critical time, and before this all happened, I mean, before this whole uh, the, the, this pandemic broke on America and everything that's happened, which which is linked to this, um, I, I was getting a very strong sense of this, and and um, the Harbinger Two is 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 where are we right now? Um, what has happened? First of all, you know, what has happened since the Harbinger? Um, has this template of national judgment in the Bible, has it progressed? Has it continued? Is that why we are where we are now? Um, is what's happening a sign of that? Are we approaching judgment? Are we approaching a fall? 
Um, are we, you know, and, and if so, how, how long do we have and what are we to do? What are God's people to do in the midst of it? Is there hope at the same time? So, so it's all those things. And it, it, this is a book really that was, uh, I held back on writing for at least eight years until the, time, the Lord really said, the time is now. All right, so for those that, that didn't read The Harbinger, what, what was the main thrust yeah. of that book, and what would you say has come to pass since you've written it? Yeah, well, well, The Harbinger is, is opening up a biblical template, revealing that what happened in the last days of ancient Israel, uh, which when they turned away from God, a nation that had known God turned away from him, um, there, these signs of judgment appear in the land. And that is, the, 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 the Harbinger is showing that the same signs, or the nine harbingers, they aren't general, they're very specific, uh, have appeared now on American soil. And, it, and the template of, of warning and judgment always goes through this, 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 this pattern where there is a uh, first an initial strike on the land. There's a shaking, and it, but it's contained, it's limited, but it's a shaking, and, it, and God's warning, and he's trying to basically call the nation back to uh, basically avert the, uh, the total destruction. And so it happened with ancient Israel in 732 B.C. when there was a strike on the land by the Assyrians, but it was limited. And that's where the warning is, and that's where the harbingers appear. Um, it happened with Judah uh, in, in 605 with the first strike with, with Babylon, and then, but later on came the judgment. So, so that is the that is the opening of it, and the the, the harbingers uh, that appeared then have appeared. I mean, with specificity in in um, America, in New York City, and all those things. So, uh, so the, so that's where it began. But now. Mike, I knew when I wrote The Harbinger that there was going to be, I had to write, there was going to be a follow-up, there was going to be a sequel, but I, I knew that I could not write it until that time, and I was praying about it last year. I'm just praying about what's the next book, Lord, and that's when I got clearly, it's, it's this, and I, I really wasn't even ready for it, but I had a very strong sense, and I shared it at Beth Israel, a congregation up here in Wayne, New Jersey. I shared that I believe this year I talked about shaking, great shaking coming, and I believe that it was going to be the resuming of this biblical template, the shakings resuming. Um, and so I'll, I'll give you, I mean, I, I'll get into the specifics, but I'll just right now just say this. There's a chapter in the Harbinger that's called Things to Come, and it speaks about this template that, you know, you have the initial shaking, then you have the, you have years, a window of time where the nation is given a chance to come back to God or, or head to revival or head to judgment. This happened with, in Israel more than once. And, and so America, we've been in this window. And, and, um, and it talks about, in the Harbinger, things to come, it talks about what happens at the end of the window. Or it talks about the shakings that are going to come. And it talks about specific kinds of shakings. And it even gives the timing. And I'm not saying that I knew for sure this, but I knew the template. And so, and I'll, 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 I'll promise I'll get into it when we get to there. But the thing is that it even pinpoints the timing, that so much so that I knew for years I was watching the year 2020 and saying, Lord, is this, is this going to follow? And it has, so the year of shaking. And I, I promise I will show how. But, but so, yeah, so I knew this was the time. Yeah, so, you know, you and I have sat together and talked, just yes. the two of us, nobody else there, off the air. And there is this holy fear that we have because mm -hmm. we, we see the nation being shaken. We know that mercy is being offered. And, and yet so many seem oblivious, not just in the world, but in the church. So obviously through the Harbinger and other books, other messages, uh, there, there is that, that sense of, of stirring, awakening. More and more people realize that something is wrong. But my concern yes. now, Jonathan, yes. is that if, if the virus subsides and the riots subside and some other things subside, that 
we kind of go back to life as normal, which would be a tragic mistake. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. That well, that 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 is the pattern too, and that and that and that's also about the pattern in Israel. That's what happened. You know, you you have the you have the crisis, and then okay, Lord, and then and then it goes back, and then people forget the Lord. Um, yeah, I I know that. I mean, you know, listen, we have we have not seen in. I mean, there have been pockets of revival, but we have not seen a national turning. We have not seen a gigantic move of this, and that's what we're praying for. Um, and but the thing is that sometimes it takes it takes shaking. Um, I don't know if it's going to go back to normal very soon. I, I mean, my, my sense, though, my feeling is that there is that there's going to be greater shaking. That, that's that's my sense, that we're at a very critical moment. Uh, but we have still not seen it, you know, and so so I believe that's why, and, and we've talked, and I want to talk more about this with you, uh, but, you know, calling for the return, which is, which is in September, which is a national day of prayer and repentance, because without repentance, there's no revival. Um, and I believe it is so we have never been at such a crucial moment as this, and I believe it's really life or death. That that that's that's how serious I believe we're at right now. Yeah, I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. I I tremble on the inside constantly because of the state of the nation and how critical things are that we could literally yeah. go over a cliff. All right, in the Harbinger two, you now share things that that you had felt seen years earlier but didn't have the release to write. One of the things you talk about has to do with the Pentagon, the mystery of the Pentagon. What's that about? Yeah, one of the in, in the the Harbinger two is gonna it's kind of like three parts, and the first part is the is called the unrevealed. And these are things that I did not say that I could not put out. The Harbinger was only like a piece of the mysteries that were there, but they relate to what's happening now. Um, the second part is what's happened since the Harbinger, the 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 signs, manifestations, Harbingers that have continued up to this day. And the third part is where we are right now, what's happening, what's behind it, and where we're heading. So this is part. So I could start just give a taste of some of the things there. So I'll tell you what this is. When, when judgment came to ancient Israel, one of, the, one of the themes of judgment is that God brings the nation back to its foundation. He kind of levels it. He says, I'll bring the wall down, I'll bring it back to its foundation. Um, and, and, and so, you know, with America, and also he strikes the power of the nation. Now, with 9-11, it was, I believe these are almost shadows of what will come if we don't turn back. The powers of America, one of the great powers of America is its military power. That, that really skyrocketed, that really came into its own in 1941 when we entered the Second World War, and we never came out of being a superpower. We, 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 we never stopped that. We became a military superpower of the world. Um, so the, the key place or building was represented was the Pentagon. Um, and the Pentagon was built in 1941 at this very moment that America was about to rise. So it's the beginning of this, the rise of American power in that way. Um, so that's the foundation. When was it built? The, 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 they broke the ground on the land of the Pentagon. They, it began on 9-11, September 11th. Mm. The Pentagon was birthed on September 11th. Law, it all comes back to the foundation. All, long before 9-11 was a day of calamity, it was the day of the beginning of American power, of this kind of power. And so the, the warning is that if we do not return to God, it all comes to God, God will remove that power. It will crumble. And, and, and I'll just throw this in. It, it, the other part of 9-11 was New York, and, and that was the economic power of America um, and the World Trade Center and, you know, all these symbols of that. Well, that's where America's economic power began. When did New York begin? It was when Henry Hudson discovered it. It, was, it began on September 11th, 9-11. So here, and even this goes back to the same place, the same time, and the warning is that if we do not return to God, it won't just be in symbol, it will be that our power, our prosperity, all that has been America will crumble. 
Yeah, friends, uh, please take hold of these words. Uh, as someone that knows Jonathan and knows his heart and is shared together with him in, in public and in private, this is, this is not just the talk of, of an author who's got a new book out. Uh, in fact, it always amazes me, as, as Jonathan does tons of interviews, the passion in each one. Uh, it's because he and I and many others are shaken to the core recognizing that it's repent or else. It's repent, revival, or we die. The, the nation as we know it. It's, it's the reality, friends. So we're going to talk more with Jonathan Kahn. Two being released September 1st. Of course, you can order it all over. We'll, we'll find out the best places to do it, but you can pre-order it right now. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get into the Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Could an ancient mystery be determining the events of our time? Could it reveal the secret of our future? Are recent events a warning that we are approaching judgment? How much time do we have left? New York Times bestselling author, Jonathan Kahn, releases the book that reveals what could not be revealed until now. The Harbinger 2, The Return. Embark on an epic journey to uncover the mysteries and revelations that are changing the world and will change your life. You will never see the world the same again. Prepare to be blown away. All right, my guest, Jonathan Kahn, the brand new book out September 1st, The Harbinger 2. Jonathan, even before the date September 11th, that is now etched in American history, 2001. There was September 11th and a one-year study Bible that tied in with an important prophetic verse. Tell us about that. Yeah, and this is this is something like that I had no idea of when I wrote the Harbinger, and just all the more how you know the, the, this is the Lord's thing, not mine. Um, on the day of 9/11, when when you know before everything happened came on America, before the military knew, before the intelligence departments knew, uh, believers uh, were all over America were opening up their Bibles. Uh, and they were opening up to the Harbinger Scripture, I'm calling it that, Isaiah 9.10. And Isaiah 9.10 is, if you read the Harbinger, that is the key that has the Harbingers in it. It's, it speaks about, the, the context is a, the strike, that initial strike, the beginning of the nation's judgment, has come on the land, um, and the people say the bricks have fallen, you know, the, the, the buildings have collapsed, uh, the trees, the sycamore has been struck down, but basically it's saying we're not going to repent. We're going to come back in defiance and stronger than ever without God. And so that is the context of it. Well, it was being read all over the land before it happened, and the reason is, there's a, there's a many people know it, it's the one-year Bible, and the one-year Bible uh, is a Bible that p appoints verses for, you know, every day of portions of Scripture. If you open up that one-year Bible, if it's called the one-year Bible, and anybody can do it if they have it, if it's called the one-year Bible, they open it up, and you open up to the Harbinger Scripture, or the Isaiah 9:10, the beginning of judgment, uh, the, about the enemy attack on the land. You'll see a date on the top, and the date on the top is September 11th. But it was all there, linked before. And this is long before I wrote the Harbinger, long before I connected any. I mean, there was any connection for me. Um, but this was there. 
In fact, the, the, every year on September 11th, believers all over the world, and, and particularly America, were opening up the Bible to the scripture that talks about the attack on the land, and it was identified with, with 9-11. And literally, literally uh, it speaks about the sycamore, which is going to be struck down, one of the signs, struck down 9-11. They were reading it every single year. It was marked together, and the reason it was marked together is it's just like one of these the things of the sovereignty of God, you know, because the one-year Bible begins with, you know, Deuteronomy, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Genesis 1 is January 1st, and then Malachi is, at, is in December. And so by just by going by that, it, I, it, it falls that September 11th falls on Isaiah 9:10, which is about the strike on the land. And on top of that, so it means that this came out in, in, in about 1985 or so. So it means for this is this is over 15 years before 9/11 was all there identifying America. Well, 9/11 as linked to a nation that is under judgment. This is the beginning of it, not the end. This is the beginning. It was all there. You talk about the sovereignty of God. And then what makes it all the more wild is that a congressional leader quotes that verse after the 9-11 tragedy in the opposite way, saying, eh, we'll rebuild, totally missing the meaning of it. So that, that made it all the more striking. Yeah. That verse then came into the news after the 9-11 attacks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. And 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 this is another thing. Like, I when I was right when this was coming to me, you know, the harbinger began as I'm standing at uh, you know on ground zero, uh, and it, and it was just like one piece of the next piece, and okay, there, and, and it just. Got, but I had no. I, I was. It was connecting Isaiah nine ten with this, uh, with ground zero, with September eleventh. Uh, but I had no idea when I when I when that was happening for months that it was actually proclaimed the next day uh, from Capitol Hill as America's response to 9-11. I had no idea. And I was typing into my computer, you know, looking for you know, uh, Isaiah 9-10, and instead of getting the Bible, I get the congressional record. Tom Daschle proclaims it. When he proclaims it, yeah, he has no idea what he's doing. But you see this, you know, you see this in the Bible. I mean, Caiaphas said what he said. It was yep. prophetic. He had one man must die. He had no idea. So, so he's saying this. And he's talking about the tree, the sycamore struck down. He doesn't realize it's being found that day. It's real. Uh, he's talking about the tree that's going to replace it, another harbinger. It's going to happen three years later, prophetic. He talk, I mean, what he says, and, but here, here's the thing. He says that it's the very last words of his, his speech before the world, America's response. And at the, he, says, he says, Isaiah 9, 10, he, he recites it word for word. And then at the end, last words, he says, this is what we will do. And, and so I believe even that was prophetic, that what Israel did was turn away from God, was defy God, and that's what that it was saying where America was going to go. Yeah, and at best after 9-11, the, the tragedy, the crisis, the shock, uh, churches filled up for a little while and sports stopped for a weekend basically and then back to normal life. And as many said, people hit the snooze button. What about the judgment tree? What's that about? Yeah, well, well, yeah, and I would say, and I agree, I, I would say even more than, than only, like, you know, turning, I mean, saying, okay, okay, 9-11's over, we've gotten much worse. I mean, I yes. know you know it, and by the Absolutely. way, I, I have to say this, and I know I don't say it because we are friends, but I, I, I but Mike, thank you for what you do. I read your, your writings all the time, um, and you are standing uh, as a prophetic voice. You do it with compassion, and you do it without compromise like a laser. So I'm just throwing this in. I know you're, but thank you for what you're doing. Um, and we, we the, the the here one of the signs um, now this is since 9/11 and and we're just touching on we just touched on one sign that was from 9/11 but there's more but one sign that has been since 9/11 one of the harbingers was that tree we spoke about it, it says the sycamore has fallen 
but but we will uh, we will plant cedars or in Hebrew the Erez tree in its place. Well, they actually did it. A tree appears, a sycamore falls at ground zero. They they plant another tree in its place, and they, the tree is a conifer. It's an Erez tree from the Bible, and they they do exactly. And they're saying we're planting this where the sycamore stood. They're doing. They have no idea what they're doing, but they're doing it. And in the Bible, this is defiant. They're saying this is we're going to come back. America's going to come back. And well, what happened? That's a harbinger. What happened to that? It's in the book. What happened to that? That I believe uh, out of the the seventh harbinger. What happened to that? The Erez tree. Well, one of, one of the signs in the Bible of judgment is the withering away of a tree. And what happened to the tree of? It's called the tree of hope. You know, this is America coming back. It started to wither away. They tried to save it. No matter what they did, it kept withering. It was like it was diseased. And I believe here is to represent America, and I believe America has been withering spiritually. It's a standing, but it's diseased. Um, and so here that happens. And then another sign of, of judgment is the cutting off of the – it says, I will cut off the branch of the – That's in the, you see it again in the Bible. They literally started cutting off the branches of the tree just to, to, because it was diseased. Um, and at the same time – well, I'm throwing this in. Barack Obama, the president, comes down to ground zero, and he's reading a scripture on the anniversary of, ground, of 9-11, and he changes the word. He didn't mean it, but he changes the word. It was supposed to be he break, God breaks the, the bow. In other words, he breaks the weapons and brings blessing on the land. But he changed it to he breaks the bow, which is a, a sign of judgment, breaks the branch off. And right across the street from him is this tree that they start they're breaking the branches off of. And the final thing in the Bible is the fall of the, of the Erez tree or the fall of the cedar. The cedar is a strong tree, so it's, it means much more than the fall of a sycamore. So it's a sign of national judgment. Well, the Erez tree... The, of ground zero, the the tree of hope actually was actually fell. It was destroyed, and it was destroyed on on a Hebrew holiday. It was destroyed on Passover, and actually that night. And I'm not I don't I'm not one who who speaks who speaks most uh, much about this. But that night was the moon turned blood red. It was an eclipse, which is one of the signs. Not that it's the apocalypse, but it's one of the signs. All these things. It fell, and so the, the, I believe this was something that I pointed to as a harbinger. It withered away, and then it was destroyed. And the thing is that if the sycamore tree links to you know 9/11, what does the fall of the cedar mean? I believe it's a warning of national judgment. Mm. Yeah, uh, and and again, friends, it's the human tendency. You have a crisis, you get a little serious, you have a respite, and unless there's a changing of the heart, you just fall more deeply into yeah. sin and rebellion and, and now we're in all out chaos yeah. and, and revolution right right in the land yeah. and, and even yeah. secular folks recognize America's being shaken. Uh, what about your chapter, Jonathan, on the ninth of Tammuz? What's the significance of that? Yeah, yeah. The ninth of Tammuz is a, a date. You, it's in the Bible, and 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 it was a day that that the enemies of God, well, the well, the Babylonians came in and they they breached the walls of Jer- the defensive walls of Jerusalem that were protect, protecting Jerusalem. So once they did it, I mean, judgment is sealed. And on that same day, the kings of the king was a it was an apostate king, uh, and the leadership they actually abandoned the city. So the the defenses are down. Well, this has been a day of more morning in ancient times, and it's still in the Hebrew calendar. This is a calamity day, the ninth of Tammuz. Well, we all witnessed a while back the Supreme Court did something. They struck major, struck down marriage as we know it. It has affected us to this day, and, and many of us, I mean, were shuddering when this happened. Well, they, it was on June 26, 2015. That day was the ninth of Tammuz, which is the day that the walls are struck down, the defensive walls, the protection of the nation is struck down, and it opens the door for judgment. 
And Ninth of Tammuz, so uh, when does that fall, in, in generally speaking, in the uh, uh, in our calendar today? It, fall, it will fall most likely in June, which is often when, you know, right. which was, you know, which is actually a very important moment for these things. But, yeah, in the summer, I mean, early summer. But and they did this, and I believe the walls, the protective walls of America, you strike down the walls of marriage, you're striking down everything. And what's the significance of Ninth of Tammuz in the Bible? Well, it was the day that judgment began. It was the day that judgment was sealed. That the walls of this, the protective walls of of Jerusalem and basically Israel were breached, were breached, were broken yeah. through, and therefore judgment was coming. And we have broken the, the, on that same day. The America's highest court broke the walls that protected this civilization. Yeah. All right, friends. The new book, instant bestseller, I'm sure, The Harbinger Two. The Return, Jonathan Cohn. We'll talk about The Return, the event taking place in September, and uh, more about the book with my guest, Jonathan Cohn. of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get into the line of fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. The Harbinger 2 will reveal what could never be revealed until now. Could an ancient mystery be determining the events of our time? And does it reveal the secret of our future? What does it reveal about judgment? Are we closer now than we were before? How much time is left? Is the shaking that has come upon the world a sign of warning of things to come? Could the global pandemic, 9-11, the financial collapse, and other shakings all be joined together as part of an ancient mystery? Prepare to be blown away. The Harbinger 2, The Return, by Jonathan Kahn, published by Frontline, and available at bookstores and online at theharbingerreturns.com. Welcome, friends, to The Line of Fire. This is Michael Brown, my special guest, Jonathan Kahn. His brand-new book due out September 1st, The Harbinger 2, The Return. Jonathan, we talked about 2020 and the sense you had years yeah. ago to be keeping your eyes open for 2020. Yes. It's 19 years yes. since the September 11th attack. What's, what's the mystery yes. of 19 years that you open up? Yeah. I was, I was, Mike, I was looking at the Harbinger, and there's a chapter, and the chapter called Things to Come, and it speaks about, the, it speaks about the shakings that, that, that come, that will come, you know, when there, there's, a, there's a window of time, and then comes the, the increased shakings on the nation. And it says there, I'm kind of reading, it's reading from the original book. I mentioned it in the new book, in the Harbinger too, but this is from the original. They may take the shakings, who take the form of economic disintegration. Well, that's happening. Military defeat, not yet. Uh, disorder happening, division happening, the collapse of infrastructure happening, man-made calamities, calamities of nature declining. Um, it speaks actually in, in that chapter, when I speak about the sh shaking coming, it spe I speak about the word crown, where crown is basically corona. And I'm not saying I knew or any anything, but that, that is there. Now, the, now the, one of the things that's in that same chapter, it's asked, well, how long in the template is it between uh, the... The, the first, that initial strike on the land by the enemy, and that shaking, and then uh, when, when, the, when the greater shakings come. 
And now there's two answers to that, because one was the, in, the, in the southern kingdom, it was, it was a 10-year uh, span, and actually I, wrote, I, I realized, I look back, I wrote the Harbinger, uh, it first came out in September, uh, which is the 10-year anniversary of 9-11, so it couldn't be that. But then, then it, says that, it says, what about the, the southern kingdom? And then it gives two dates, and the two dates are 605 when, when B.C., when, when the first strike came with Babylon, and then the, 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 the other date, where the calamity comes, really is is. 586 BC, and between that is 19 years, as you as you said. So the 19 year mystery, the 19. This is, and the Bible says, in the 19th year of, of Nebuchadnezzar, he came up 19 years. So you put it, it's all 19 years. And so when you take 2001 and you add the 19 years, the 19th year is 2020. That's why, Mike, for years, as you said, for years, I'm watching this year and saying, is this going to be a year of great shaking of America, shaking America down, um, and the resuming of these things? Um, and so it has happened. And in fact, uh, the prophet Jeremiah, you know, he prophesied of of the judgment coming of of what would happen in the 19th year. He's you know for Israel, 586 BC. And one of the things he says that will come upon the the land is pestilence or disease or plague um, will come upon it um, in the 19th year. And it's interesting, and I'm just throwing this out. I'm just interesting. You know, we have we have a we have the, a disease that is attached to the number. 19 and COVID-19 and it was attached that way because it came at the end of 2019 but it is it exploded in the 19th year 2020 from 9-11 so you know uh, Jonathan just as you're going through this obviously the more prominence you've had the more skeptics you have and the more critics you have that comes with the territory of course and they of course they don't know you either so they think that you kind of like look for something and try to tie it back into the Bible. It, it happens really in the reverse process. In yeah. other words, you know, you're looking at something and then it begins to unfold. You go, you got to be kidding me. You know, yeah. just like the 19 years, so 605 to 586, and then you're wondering about 2020 and the shaking yeah. and now and now COVID 19. So you had yeah. 19 in your in your head for quite a while. Now COVID 19 happens. You think, oh come on, is this is this even overkill to name it that? to get attention and then your whole thing is is to get people sober and serious through this in fact if we just pause for a moment how does this all tie in with the return event that's taking place yeah well yeah and to say that too yeah i'm not looking for any more than i was looking for the harbinger and again i'm standing on ground zero and i see the tree and, yep. and i didn't know where this was going to lead and i never planned on writing a book and then you know what i just what i shared earlier that i had no idea that all across america this was being read this thing, you know this very thing or or at the time that tom dash and all that stuff so it's yeah it is exactly the reverse um and, and the point is to call the point is god's god's calling you know and yeah so so all this you know the it leads to you know and the, and the harbinger too leads to hope for those who will take it and and for how to stand and and even for america if we will take it and and that is the scripture if my people are called by my name will humble themselves and the call so the return i've been led with others to call for a day of return national day of prayer and and global and repentance not not just not just prayer and this is centered on uh, in this is going to be in september 26th and it doesn't matter where you are. And the center is going to be Washington, D.C., on the National Mall. Um, and but you know, for for those who can't make it, or you know, there's there's restrictions, all that stuff. Um, then do it where you are. Do pray for America at your home. Pray with your church. Pray in a field. Have your own event. It doesn't matter. The return. Um, and it's and it's also centered on 
you know, the 10 days surrounding it are 10 days of, we're calling for prayer and repentance, which are actually the biblical days, you, you know them well, begins with the Feast of Trumpets, and it goes to, it goes to Yom Kippur, which are the days of repentance, day of the Bible. So, so, but the center, that Saturday, just before the end of it, that, before Yom Kippur, that Saturday is going to be the return. So I invite all of you, and this is, this, there's, no, there's no one ministry, there's no, it's just, it's, we need to do this. Um, if we don't do this now, I don't know, I, we may never have the chance again. And it's happening, it's not only it's during the days of the, May, the 400th anniversary of America, the Mayflower sailing, it's also about 40 days before the election, which I believe is going to be crucial. We need to pray as never before, but we need to pray for revival and return, and it starts with God's people. It's not that, we, you know, it's not that we're praying for America. It's got to start with us and the Church and each of us for repentance and revival, and God will hear our prayer one way or the other. And so the thing is that, so I invite all of you and to, to know more about that, just go to the return.org. It'll tell you how you can be part, you can come to Washington or how you can be part where you are. Um, but be, but what? Listen, this is the moment. I can. I just sense it so strongly. And 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 listen, we planned this. You know, you, you know, before all this happened to America and the world, we planned this. For, we were talking about it for years and planned this. You know, over a year ago for this September 26. So and and I'll, let me throw this out. One last thing with this, um, Mike. I just found out this about a, a about a week ago. I didn't realize this. I mean, I should have. You were talking about me. You know, like looking for the. I, I should have looked. I should have, but I didn't. <coughs> but sorry, <coughs> I'm getting. Oh, I gotta take water. That's all right. You you take some water. I've I've uh, been in, in these interviews many a time, and uh, pushed my way through until I got my water. So take a good sip there. You're using your voice a lot, and whenever you're ready, dive right back in. Yeah, that wasn't to hold you in suspense, by the way. Anyway, but, but it turns. <laughs> But it turns out that that day is is a very <clears throat> special day on the calendar. It's Shabbat Shuvah, and and that means the Sabbath of the Shuvah means the return, return, literally the day of return or repentance. Return. Yeah. It's a day appointed for repentance. And one of the script, the key scriptures that are read is Joel two, which says, "Call for a sacred assembly, a solemn assembly of repentance." And that's exactly what the return is. So I have no question. It's the Lord. So again, to be part, just or find out, just go to the return dot org. All right. So let's just talk a little bit more about the pandemic. Uh, I don't see this as, say, a plague from the book of Revelation, you know, one of the final end judgments, although this, this could be with us for some time, and, and obviously part of God shaking and, and awakening us is, is undeniable. Do you think there's anything more to it, any more insight we can get from any ancient truths, scriptures, mysteries? Yeah. Yeah, and this can be very heavy, um, and it's not. I'm not. I also I agree with you. It's not one of the things of Revelation, and um, and but you know, and it's not that any one event is caused. It, it's just there's only one cause behind it, and I'm also not will not be saying that people who are struck by it, there's any more you know any more righteous or sinful. As, yes. You know, when when judgments come on a, on a civilization, everybody's affected, including prophets. You know, in in the Bible. Um, but there is a there there is so much to this, Mike. Um, I'm not doing my best, um, and that is that you know there there is. In the Bible, God certainly uses pestilences to plagues to shake a nation, to bring a nation back, or a civilization, the world here, um, and to call back uh, and humble and strike down the gods. I mean, from from Passover onward. Um, and there is one particular sin that actually Jeremiah says it'll be answered. One of the things will be answered by is by a plague, and that is when Israel was offering up its children. They were offering up thousands of their children as sacrifices. Mm. We have um, America has offered up 60 million children. Um, the the world has offered 
offered up about a $1.5 billion. America has offered up more than most nations and has led much of the world into abortion. Interesting, I will just say this, because there's so much. And in the, new, in the Harbinger 2, it's the chapter called The Plague. But that it returns to the place. When it came to America, the center point of death in America became New York. New York City, even to this day, it is still where there's more death than anything else. A fury on New York and New York City. New York is also the place where that led the nation with an abortion, abortion on demand. It's the abortion capital of America. It became the plague capital of America. The day that, that the plague was announced in America, when, when you know they, they found it the next day, it was headlines all over America, uh, that, that, that it had come with patient zero from Seattle. It was, it was, the day was, the, the day next to the headline, the next day was January 22nd, the anniversary of when America opened the door for abortion across the land. And, um, and in New York, in most of the cases they found across the country have come through New York, just as abortion, the America led that in that. Let me, let me throw this in. I mean, it's, there's eerie things here. Um, but the, but there was, the, uh, at one point, Jeremiah cries out over this plague concerning the, what the, the killing of children, and he says, he says, is there no bomb in Gilead? No bomb in Gilead. Well, Gilead's where they got the cure. Well, America's been seeking for a cure. Uh, uh, a company comes out with a, with a supposed cure, a little cure. It causes the stock market to go 500 points in the spring. The name of the company was Gilead. Now, also, there's so much to this, but also to say that there's a 50-year period here. Um, well, I won't even. I, there's so much. <laughs> there's so much, Mike. But I, I, it's 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 in the chapter called the plague, which is about 30 pages. There's so much, but I believe we're being shaken for for and 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 there's no. It's no accident. All right, friends. The new book, The Harbinger, to about to be released. We'll come back uh, talk with Jonathan Khan about the best place to order and give you some hope and encouragement. It's, we should be very sober. It's not a time for goofiness and silliness and spiritual superficiality. We should be very sober, but there is hope. There is hope. We'll be right back. It's The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Discover the signs, the manifestations, the new harbingers, and the mysteries that have appeared in America and the world and what they reveal. Unlock the mysteries of the gate, the book of days, the image, the children of the ruins, the shakings, the plague, the mystery ship, the day of the watchman, and much more. The Harbinger 2 will take you on an epic journey with a prophet from an island in New England to the top of the Tower of Ground Zero, to the House of Faces, to the pedestal of the Statue of Liberty. New York Times bestselling author Jonathan Kahn, who brought you The Harbinger, the Book of Mysteries, The Paradigm, and The Oracle now brings you The Harbinger 2, The Return. All right, uh, Jonathan, if folks want to get the book, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, 
Thanks for asking. Mike, yeah, you can get it. You can get it anywhere online. Uh, it'll be in bookstores, but it's online. You can pre-order it now. But I'll tell you just one thing that will be a blessing, I think. Uh, the publisher, Charisma, is doing something special, and that is that uh, if you go to this site, I'll give you, not only will you get, you can all, you'll get the first copies of the, of the Harbinger 2, but they'll also send you almost all of my books uh, on ebook for free. So all, you need just to remember, it's theharbingerreturns.com, and you'll get all the other books as well. Uh, for free, theharbingerreturns.com. You know, uh, are the publishers same that, that I work with, uh, yes. when Jezebel's War with America came out last yeah. year, they did the same thing with a bunch of my books. Uh, you know, it was like $80 or $100 for yeah. free books. I was blown away. I thought, well, great, because the reason we write is to get things into yeah. people's hands so they'll read them. Yeah. All right, so theharbingerreturns.com. We, yeah, the harbingerreturns.com. You'll get the you'll get the Harbinger two hardcover, uh, but you'll get the uh, almost all of my books, including the Oracle and the rest, on the ebook. Like, all like right. yours. So uh, there's more we can get into, much much yeah. more. Yeah. Just as we as we listen to that video promo, there's there's much more we can get into. <laughs> yeah. But let's make sure we do this. Yes. What do you sense the future holds, and, and is there still hope? I mean, you're calling for repentance. But God told Jeremiah at a certain point, stop praying, stop fasting, judgment's coming. Are, are we there yet? Is, is there hope? Could there be an awakening? Yeah. Um, I, I, my, my sense is that my feeling is, you know, people have been asking for years, and I'm sure they ask you, and um, asking, you know, what do you, see? do you see? Do you see calamity, judgment, or do you see revival? Um, and I, I often, uh, my, my, the answer that I usually give is I, I see there could be both. And I believe that even in calamity and shaking, there can be revival. Um, in fact, sometimes that's what triggers it, or sometimes that is what's linked to it. My sense is that we are at a very, very critical time. And I don't often, I mean, uh, yes, we, the general time period is critical, but I don't often talk like this. I believe we're, we're, I don't know, we're approaching September, we're approaching the, the autumn. Uh, I believe this is a very, very critical time um, that we need to be praying as never before. I believe there, uh, on one hand, it seems like, you know, America is past the point in, in many ways. There are people who will just not turn, you know, and yet sometimes God shouts in these shakings that's why they come because because we've deafened our ears to God. Um, so I believe that uh, that you know when people say the end times, they talk about it being dark. I believe it's good. there's dark and light, yeah. and there's polariza- polarization. Is actually you know the grays disappear. Now yeah. that's what we're that's what we're seeing. So I believe that there, that um, there is shaking coming upon America. Um, that that it's not finished, um, and that there is darkness. Um, that there also may be persecution, and the the dark can get darker. But I believe the same time in the midst of it there can be revival um, and there can be there can be revival there can be an awakening that spreads in fact but I, but I believe it's only going to happen through believers who are serious about God in prayer and 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 supplication and repentance um, and also who stand without compromise because we're watching a culture that's kind of you know tearing apart all the all the stronghold all the 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 things that are holding it back well the the people of God are like the final thing um, we're the ones who the, the those who will stand will we'll be opposed, but God will use that one. If you'll be that one, I mean, I'm talking about everybody listening. God will use you powerfully, uh, Lord, as 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 a light for revival. And Jonathan, you talk about God using individuals. We look back at Abraham Lincoln, and we look back at him with awe. But obviously, he was a politician, defeated numerous times. You might not have looked at him to be a world changer early in his career, and God used him in a significant and key way in America before his assassination. 
Uh, Abraham Lincoln ties in in your book as well. <laughs> yes. Just give us a hint of that. Yeah, yeah, he's actually yeah, he's actually in the Harbinger too. Um, yeah, the, the, I'll, I'll, there's so much. I'll just do it very quickly. Um, there is there was a time when it, it looked like America could have broken up, and it wasn't that the North was going to lose the Civil War, but they they could have, they were growing weary to be ready to sue for peace. Uh, that was the danger, and then America wouldn't have been what it is today. I mean, to fight Hitler, to fight communism, it wouldn't be what. It, so it could have it could have everything could have gone. But but there was a call issued, and it came through Abraham Lincoln, a call for repentance, and it was really after the scripture, Second Chronicles 7.14. It's not explicit, but it's totally following exactly that. He calls for a day of prayer and repentance, you know, or, or humiliation, they said back then. Um, and they did, and, I, and as I looked at it, and I looked at the exact turning points of the, of the war, and what, and the turning point of the turning point, they begin, the, the, it begins the very next day, the very day after that national day of prayer, when, it, when they, if my people, God begins to turn it, it, it the, the turning point. So it's amazing, and we have America as we, we have today. I saw it in our own lifetime, Mike, where, when it looked, remember, remember that it looked like with, with under Carter and all that, and things were collapsing, and the hostages in Iran, and there was another sacred gathering called in Washington. I was there. I was a new believer. I literally saw God... God changed the course of America and the world for a time. Give us a chance. And when and when Ronald Reagan was sworn into the presidency, his hand was on the Bible, and it was on a scripture, if my people who are called by my name. And, and one other thing about that scripture, you know, people read that, but the context is, if my people, the context is, right before it, the verse says, if there is a plague on the land. He said, we got it. Then if my people come. And it says, if there's, if there's uh, famine or drought, well, that's happening as well around the world. And then it says, if if there's a, I send locusts. Well, this is the year of the greatest locust plague in our generation. So we got all of that happening. I believe strongly God is saying this is the moment. Yeah. And, and again, friends, I want to encourage you to check out the return to participate in it. You can do it from anywhere in America, anywhere in the world. You can join in with prayer, fasting, repentance, crying out. And then, of course, things will be broadcast as as well. Yeah. Oh, let's just do this one quick little snippet here is all we can do uh the babylonian word what's that <laughs> well there was a there was actually a word hidden in ground zero that i didn't know when i wrote the harbinger i had no idea um and the word the the word it was a, it was a it was a piece of paper that was in the ruins of ground zero a miracle that had even survived um and and what was it? a guy a guy kind of looked at a photographer found it he took a picture that moved he 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 opened up his camera looked at it and he wept he broke down and wept it was from Genesis. It was come, let us build for ourselves a tower, and it was from Babel, and it was, it was in the ruins of a tower that had fallen, and it's about a judgment of a tower, and but that also where a, a tower was going to rise up at the same time, um, and but also that scripture, you know, in, in in the in the ancient Septuagint, when the rabbis uh, translated Isaiah nine ten, you know, the bricks have fallen, and we're going to build, we're going to come back and build defiance. They did a strange thing. They said the bricks have fallen. Come, let us build for ourselves a tower. So it's it's not only the words of Genesis and Babel. It was also a, it was also the words of that were the translation of Isaiah nine ten. But it's about a nation that is heading to defiance, and that tower was a symbol of that. Um, and not only that, you know, Mike, when New York, I didn't even mention this, when New York passed that gruesome law, which by the way was in two thousand nineteen. By the end of two thousand nineteen came the plague. They lit up that tower, which one of the harbingers to celebrate the killing of children. And then, and then it was one year later exactly that 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 the play that this pandemic came to America. So yeah, it's all tied. 
All right, friends, the new book, The Harbinger 2. Tell us again the special website they can go yeah. to and order. Yeah, thank you, John. Yeah, if you go to this site, you will get not only The Harbinger 2 hardcover, you will get uh, most of my books, uh, the ebook book, including the Oracle, for free. It's just go to theharbingerreturns.com. It's Charisma doing it, theharbingerreturns.com. All right, Jonathan, keep the fires burning. I know you will. Let's stay on our thank faces you. crying out for mercy. and. I'll say this last thing. I, I'm grateful to God to have a platform through radio, TV, social yes. media, online, etc., preaching. Yes. But so many times you you agonize because you feel this warning and you want to yes. scream it to the whole world. So I, I rejoice, my brother, that oh, the warning you're you. sounding has gotten this amazing supernatural hearing far beyond what any of us could have imagined. So keep oh, sounding the you. alarm. Thank you, Mike, and you too. Thank you so much. God bless. All right. Appreciate my friend, Jonathan Kahn. And, and please, I just want to urge everyone and the many critics and skeptics who listen and anti-charismatics who listen. And no, I'm not calling all non-charismatics anti, but the, you know who you are and you listen, you listen a certain way or you, you love the Lord. You're very careful in your interpretation of Scripture. You don't want to misuse the Bible and turn it into a fortune-telling book. I appreciate all of that deeply. I, I want to urge you and encourage you to step back and to recognize that God is speaking, that he is shaking, that he is warning us, that he is seeking to get our attention, and that there are parallels in Scripture. There are things that reveal how God has worked in the past. Look at 1 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 11. You see, he's worked in the past like that. It's a warning for us today. So with fear and trembling, let's go to the Lord and let's plead for mercy. Unless you like the state of things in America today and think this is something we should be celebrating, we should be on our faces crying out for mercy. May God arise in the midst of his people. May he hear our cries. May he pour out his spirit. May we see an awakening, the likes of which we have never seen, beginning with you and beginning with me.